I hate this part. It's the most I know because there's nobody to tell you go. Okay. Hello, y'all. Welcome back to the Best Buds Podcast. This is episode 16, I believe, and we are here with Ann Gogger herself. And I, I am the Maddie Goldstein. Yes, director of online presence and social media. So today's episode is kind of just like a girls' talk edition. Mm-hmm. Um, we were kind of brainstorming right before recording this on what we were going to talk about and how to entertain the audience. Uh, we've done 16 episodes and we've yet to have a special guest. So we're but that's coming. We yes. have several people lined up on, on, lined up on the calendar. So yes. you'll enjoy the people that we have. So. But until then, you have us, and we were trying to figure out what, what do we, what questions do we get asked the most? What is the most intriguing part of our daily jobs here, or just our jobs in general? Yep. And we realized that what is normal to us is <laughs> very abnormal to the rest of the public. So um, we kind of forget that. Yeah, well, and people in my life are always like, how's work going? And I'm like, great. It's great. They're it's like, well, what do you do? Work. It's just work. But it's not just work to other people. So, yeah. and we do forget. We do forget that. I, I say all the time how surreal our lives are. Yes. Like, we can't believe that we do what we do. And so, that's part of what this episode is about, is to talk about a little bit of what we forget is abnormal is abnormal to others it just kind of is part of our fabric here at Caprot family farms and so that's what we're here to talk about so yeah so yeah. let's start off with you were a teacher before oh my business. gosh I was I was a so teacher my life could not be more different different than it's a complete 360 of what it was before so I think that's the main difference between like work at Caprock versus normal jobs Mm -hmm. right like as a teacher you're going to school Monday through Friday and you have a curriculum with a planned out like from the state right so that's and you know how to do your job yeah you know (laughs) I went to college to do that it was it was and it would be again if I went back into the classroom it would be second nature to me yes you know it just becomes part of who you are and then well, yeah. there's a how-to book on it. There is. There's how to curriculum teach. guides. You've got other people to ask. You've got mentors, and yeah, no, not for not for this gig. <laughs> no, not at all for this gig. So, but one perk is I can wear a hat to work. Yeah, that's always which nice. I do quite often, <laughs> yes. and I don't have to be here until nine o'clock. So, <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. I that that was the one thing I've always said I could never be a teacher because I'm not a morning person. Mm-hmm. So. There's it was a challenge. If we had Brett Gogger in here, he would be like rolling his eyes at the fact that I said something about going to school in the morning. <laughs> it really shaped my children that their mom was chronologically challenged before <laughs> 8 o'clock. Is that a good way to say that I had trouble getting to work? <laughs> I don't know. It did not matter what time I got up. Yes. No, I... I, I would that. never leave the house before a certain time, and then we're just flying to work. <laughs> Running late. Yeah. 
Yeah, and they're, you know, they were always like, the other kids get to go to the movie room and they get to, yeah. you know, sit and eat breakfast and all these things. And, you know, like we're coming in and I'm like, hurry, run down the hall and don't be tardy, you know. <laughs> well, and because you're a teacher, so you're not just another parent. Like all the teachers yeah. know you because you're their coworker. Yeah. <laughs> so that that's a completely different dynamic. Yeah. Yeah. Is that my phone? Sorry. That's okay. I thought I turned it off. Oh, it's a Caprock color. No, it's we're good. We're good. Okay, cool. Well, there, there you go. There's the a day in the life of Ann Gogger. So if you call Caprock Family Farms, I am the person that you will talk to. It rings on my phone, and so yeah, it would be like, "Hi, thank you for calling Caprock Family Farms." And I think me. so. This is like kind of off topic, but a little bit. It goes into like what we do for work. A lot of people don't realize that they're calling an actual human when they click the number on our website. Mm-hmm. Like a few weeks ago, we had somebody um, reach out because they were trying to contact us at like 9 or 10 p.m. And I had to message them back and say, hey, I'm sorry, we don't answer our phone that late. Yeah. Because I didn't not know. There. If, we're yeah. not at work. <laughs> and yeah. I didn't know if you were asleep or not because, you yeah. know, like you're that's like, your personal life. Right. And I don't know. I think it's crazy that like – when you see Caprock on the shelf, you don't realize that there's only nine of us here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but if you don't realize there's nine of us here, that means we did a good job. Yes. We, made, we, we were good in our marketing and our packaging and our presence and, you know, with the public, so, which is important to us. Yes, so, a thousand percent. Well, I think it's... And it falls on you and I more than it falls on anybody. Yes. So that's kind of what this episode is about, is to talk about you know, getting, getting that product from A to B and in your hands and what it takes to do that, what it takes to get everything ready because that falls on us too. (laughs) There's lots of responsibilities. It's one of those things where, um, when you're a responsible adult, you, you get all the jobs. Yeah. You know, not that everybody else isn't responsible. I'm not saying that, but you know, no, this morning I was complaining. They're guys. You know. They don't. They don't have the same attention to detail about the same things. They have attention to detail, but not what we consider attention yes. to detail up to our standards. Well, sometimes I'll occasionally test them, and I'll uh-huh. just like show them something, and I'm like, "Does this look good?" And they're like, "Yeah, it looks great." Looks and I'm fine. like, "That looks like shit, actually. Yeah. <laughs> what <laughs> I just showed you is terrible." You're like, "That's terrible." You didn't even look. <laughs> did you even look up whenever I asked that? They're like, "No." But then if something's wrong, they're like, "Who did this?" Yep. <laughs> I'm like, well, we asked, and you all didn't even. You approved. You approved it. <laughs> yeah. You so approved. I think the theme of today's episode is what it's like to market for a hemp business yes because not only are we in texas which makes it harder but (sighs) just like in general challenge because hemp is federally legal um and you would be better at talking about this it is but the per the 2018 farm bill the 2018 farm bill actually did not legalize the sale of hemp it defined hemp in a better way so that law enforcement officers could actually know whether or not to prosecute for the possession and handling of hemp. So uh, the 2018 Farm Bill defined it in just wonderful legal terms um, in order. So what's the difference between hemp and marijuana. I don't know if I should go there, but maybe yeah. I should. Yeah, so I was going to say, I don't think the consumer knows why that 
of THC is on all of our packaging. Yes. And it is, it matters. It matters a lot. And, um, we get asked a lot, how, how do we stay out of jail? How do we, how are we able to farm this in Texas? How are, you know, I mean, they just want to know how, Yes, how are you doing this? And so, um, in, uh, I think they passed it in 2019. Um, Texas passed a bill that said that, uh, and I know it's like House Bill something like 1325, 1425, something 25. I'd have to look it up. Anyway, um, they passed a bill saying that um, farmers can, not only farmers, people can uh, farm hemp in Texas legally. Um, if you have a license and, um, then they monitor the potency of that crop and potency just means it's just a fancy word for how much THC is in that product. Have you had it tested? Um, what are the levels of that, of everything that's in it? This is basically what the potency testing is. And it's pretty... You would think it's complicated. There's parts of the process that are complicated and parts of the process that are pretty simple. And so um, if you, let's say that you want to just start growing hemp in Texas, well, you have to get on the Texas Department of Agriculture website and they have a hemp section. And um, you get on there and you fill out an application and you pay your money. And I'm thinking... Right off the top of my head, it's around $300. It's not as much as you think it is. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't have to sign away your firstborn. You don't <laughs> have to do all that. But you do have to have um, an FBI. The FBI <coughs> is involved in the uh, decision-making of whether that application goes through. So you have to do fingerprints. You have to do an FBI background check. You have to sign a bunch of documents stating that the FBI and any law enforcement um entity can come into your to your like your establishment at any time like they don't have to make an appointment they don't have to they just (laughs) they they don't even have to knock on the door just walk in walk right on (laughs) in yes yes so anyway yeah um but and then um well so you get your application they say cool we're gonna you know they check you off that list and you get a license to grow um, to it's a hemp producer's license, and uh, so then you can start. And then whenever you go to put a crop in either in the ground or for us, since we grow indoors, like the second that you plant that seed, um, you are required to you are required to apply for what's called a lot crop permit with the Texas Department of Agriculture. And I'm gonna get on my little my little soapbox a little bit when I when it comes to that because a lot of this is where a lot of people are like, eh, don't worry about doing that because they don't know who's gonna check me. Nobody's ever checked me, but it only hurts our industry if they don't know how many people are growing hemp in our state. So the more people that they know about that are growing hemp in our state, the more funding that the program gets the more uh, notoriety that those growers bring to hemp and the movement of legalizing cannabis in general in our state because our state is still very conservative. Even though we have, 
um, you know, little California, a.k.a. Austin. Austin. <laughs> right. Um, even though you have that outside of the city of Austin, our state is still very conservative. And so in order to change minds and to open up possibilities, the, yeah, the possibilities and the conversations that right. need to happen in order for legalization to happen and all that revenue is leaving our state. Mm-hmm. And we all know that just because you can't, by, you know, legal marijuana in our state, that does not mean that this state does not buy marijuana because they absolutely do. They either buy it in the mail or they go to a border state and they bring it back. Yeah, uh, not, I actually yeah. read an article about, so New Mexico legalized sometime within the last year or so. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's a border town of New Mexico that has more marijuana sales for the year than, I don't remember how they worded it, but basically the numbers showed that there were more sales in that part of New Mexico than there were in any other part of New Mexico, even though it had the lowest population. Mm -hmm. And they literally made a post on Instagram. Thank you, El Paso. Oh, yes. Thank you, El Paso, because they are aware. They know that people are crossing state lines and they're going. They are. But you're giving that money to New Mexico. That's right. Texas doesn't see a single cent. So if teachers want a raise, if you want highways fixed, if you want parks built, if you want anything, think of the revenue that would come from cannabis sales. Whoa. If you like, look at uh, Colorado, like pre-legalization versus post-legalization, their roads are cleaned up. Mm-hmm. Their schools are nice. Mm-hmm. Like they, their parks are brand new. Every it would just depend on how you how you um, lay out the infrastructure. Like when you go to pass the bill. Yep. If a thousand percent. If you do it right, man, you could pay for so much stuff. Mm-hmm. You could. You could. Cr- you could solve a lot of the problems that <laughs> yes. Texas lawmakers have to sit and, you know, chisel out, you know, compromises. And this was, I mean, hey, you got a, you got a solution right here, but no one's willing to even think about it because it's so taboo and it's so, so that brings you back to the lot crop permit. If you don't do the things you're supposed to do, then, then lawmakers don't know that there's a need. They don't know that they need to be listening to their constituents. And so it's important for everybody to follow the rules and to do it the right way. And so, and at Caprock Family Farms, I will say that we are rule followers almost to a T. A T, but that's okay. And we're kind of known for, oh, well, you know, them, they're not going to, they're not, they're not going to do any gray area, but that's okay. I'm kind of proud that we're known for doing yeah, what I, we're supposed to do, and th- that's okay. That's, a, that's I mean, a good thing. So we can cut this out if we don't want it public, <laughs> but this morning I got to work, and the Instagram was restricted, oh, right? Oh, no. And so that was, I've been working here for nine or ten months, and we've never had any issues because I'm always very diligent about... You're a Nazi about it. The verbiage and the pictures. You're very good at it. Well, because I sat down, and, like, one of the first tasks y'all um, gave me when I first took the job here was you gave me the computer and you were like okay clear this out and look through the guidelines for everything um because before i took the job i had no idea how many hoops i would have to jump you'd done social media yes you had done social media but you had no idea when you said okay i'll take this job you didn't know what you were doing you were like oh i'm so naive my name's maddie and i'm naive and we (laughs) were like oh your name's maddie please don't quit (laughs) 
<laughs> yes. Well, and I think it's funny because, you know, we on the business Instagram, we follow other hemp businesses mm-hmm. and, you know, you we kind of built a community. We're also part of the Texas Hemp Coalition. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know if it's people being unaware of because I didn't want to sit down and read those guidelines that some lawyer wrote that. Mm-hmm. And it's very it's boring. Absolutely. <laughs> and it doesn't, you need someone to translate it. Yes. And I mean, there were words I was Googling, like, what does this mean? Does right. Restricted. It was like, the main problem that we fall under is that the FDA has not regulated CBD or THC. Okay. And so, that, there's so many things that we say bring up so this topic and this topic and this topic. <laughs> but, so, the, the regulations are in place that you know, sometimes, I don't know if, any, if anyone's noticed, sometimes you randomly will see a lot of CBD ads yep, or hemp ads or sometimes even marijuana ads will get through in a weird way. And you think, well, how are these people selling their products on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and all, you know, all of the, the platforms, but we don't? Mm-hmm. Well, it's just a matter of time before those people get caught and they get put in social media jail that's what i call (laughs) it but i don't know i mean that's literally what it feels like they kind of put you in timeout well make it they will take down a whole account like you will lose access to everything they'll just delete it it could be years and they won't even ask you they're just you try to log in one day and it's gone yeah and i that's not how i want to start my day no that's (laughs) that's terrifying (laughs) anytime ever you would cry and just turn around and walk out well i would just be like dude (laughs) like then we have to start on the backup and like it's just sometimes it just feels like there's like 50 pounds on your chest Mm -hmm. because there's all of these things that you want to do and all of these ways that you want to educate and all these things you want to say but the fda the fda has more power than anybody (laughs) yes than i ever thought yeah i had never i was i mean the rest of the world's like fda cool awesome Mm -hmm. you know like they're in charge of like pharmaceuticals right oh yeah and like maybe the food supply Mm -hmm. you know kind of in parts of it i guess yeah so um the fda has not taken hemp off of the schedule the schedule one Narcotic. Narcotic. It's on a narcotics list because cannabis is on that list. Mm-hmm. Well, cannabis is the family mm-hmm. of hemp. Well, marijuana is the black sheep cousin. Mm-hmm. And hemp is the, you know, the buttoned up, everything right, right. you know, cousin. Well, it's lumped with, because of its last name, because mm-hmm. of its family, it's lumped with the controversial marijuana well we've been trying well there's been a movement i say we all everyone in the industry has been trying very desperately to get the fda to hear you know arguments on behalf of taking it off and they do not they do not budge they will not listen they won't even have talks about it and um so there's a there's a whole other thing, but we will not go into why <laughs> we think that is. But we have we have opinions on that, mm-hmm. but we will keep them to ourselves. <laughs> and uh, so that keeps us from, you cannot make a medical claim. You'll never hear anyone from Caprock Family Farms tell you any of the... What you would take CBD for, mm-hmm. why it's good to take it. We will not tell you that. Um, we will tell you, why don't you research CBD? 
We and can't even point you to research. Like I no, can't put we can't, research we can't tell articles. You. Dude, it's it sucks because like my family wasn't pro marijuana. They're still not pro marijuana, but my my nana, she will email me articles about like, oh look. Yeah, but those people are writing all the articles. Why can't you? Yes, well, because they don't own a company and they don't work for a company that sells that product. That's right. They might just be a reporter or a person that writes blogs or what do they call those people? Blogsters? I don't know. I'm just joking. (laughs) Blogsters? I don't know. (laughs) Anyway, but um, uh, there's rules and regulations. Um, You cannot make any medical claims. But um, so that keeps us from doing like marketing uh, from market like marketing is a marketing nightmare it is so hard to get your name out there and to say what you you can say what you do we could talk about the plants all day long you can but we can't tell you what that plant does for you Mm-mm. so um which is but if you'd like to have a conversation with us just us just give us a call and we'll have a talk. But, yeah. Yeah. But you'll never, you'll never hear any, that's why you don't, that's why we don't advertise like a regular company. That's why we don't talk about our product products like a regular company. Because most companies, you start a company and you're like, oh, I need to tell everybody about what we make, what we do. You have an ad budget. You and have. pay people. You have a business plan. Yeah. yeah unimaginable that's what cracks me up it's like we never fit in any box it's ever been made for anything well and okay so i don't know if consumers know this but like our um payment operating system yes like you like can get you check out off. on our website yeah you so we use square because they're one of the very few platforms that allows for hemp yes and so you can't, it's hard to put uh, the funds from a from cannabis of any kind in the bank. Oh, that's a whole nother topic. That's a whole nother thing. Just like, like if you're thinking about starting a hemp business, you better have the money in your bank account because you're <laughs> not going to get a loan. <laughs> you're not going to get a loan. You can't. So since the FDA won't take it off the Schedule One narcotics list, that means that uh, the FDIC also follows their lead basically even though the federal government says that hemp is it's legal completely legal in all 50 states it's you know it's they literally encourage you to grow it they (laughs) encourage you to grow it the usda is like yes let's grow this you know all these states are encouraging people to grow but you can't put any money in the bank Um, but that's kind of changing there was a banking act passed in a couple of years ago the safe Mm-hmm. The Safe Banking Act, um, but if it is a federally funded that bank mm-hmm. that um, is backed by the FDIC, they it does not count. So, yeah, it's, it's kind of the wild west, and so you have to kind of learn the ropes. And so, if you're if you're really serious about starting a, a hemp company in Texas, I don't know, give us a shout out. We'll <laughs> give you. We'll try to steer you in the right direction, at least point you in the way that you need to go and to kind of focus on the right things because it's very overwhelming. There's so many roadblocks that, honestly, you're going to want to quit. <laughs> like uh, Several times you're going to want to just say, you know, this isn't working. You know, that's another thing that like hugely differs between normal companies mm-hmm. and then the hemp business. I would say that... 
yes, we have competitors, but we're more of a community. Yeah, and we all help each other. Like, we'll call and say, hey, what are y'all doing about this? And Or, hey, what do you think about the legality of that? Because the other thing is that marijuana research was recently, like, because I don't remember how it all panned out, but federally they allow you to do research on cannabis now. Right. And there are universities that have cannabis-specific programs mm-hmm. where students learn how to grow it. They learn how to pick it apart. That's where all of these uh, cannabinoids are coming from. You know, if you've ever been into a smoke shop in Texas, there's you've, you have seen Delta-8, Delta-10, Delta-6, THCA, yes. um, CBG, There's so many different components of the cannabis plant that basically what they're doing now is molecularly breaking it down. Mm -hmm. And that's caused issues within, you know, companies like us and also like legality because when they defined what hemp was, it's cannabis, but with 0.3% or less THC. Mm -hmm. But THC. Delta Delta non-THC. So then then it becomes more complex because what about all of these other cannabinoids and their, you know, potency, Mm -hmm. which then leads us into what is a certificate of analysis? Okay. Yeah. (laughs) So a certificate of analysis is... Oh, somebody slamming the door. Okay. Luke. <laughs> uh, yeah. So a certificate of analysis is, um, we refer to it as a COA. And on our website, it'll say COA. And they're found at the bottom of the website if you just scroll down. Or you can scan any QR code that's on any of our products that yep. you that you buy. Um, but um, that COA is part of, it's, it's part of the regulations given to us put in place by the state of Texas mm-hmm. um, saying that all products have to be tested by a third party tester. And all that means is we can't test them ourselves mm-hmm. and say that they're good or that they're, well, we can say they're good, but um, we can't test them ourselves and tell you that the potency is correct. It has to be done by someone other than us. So we have to, we have a lab that we use and we, uh, mail all of our products to them and they test all of our products and then um, that is also another level of assurance to our customers yes. that hey look we're not pulling the wool over your eyes this is you know someone that is not employed by Caprock Family Farms and they're yeah. telling you that this product is safe and that it is legal and it is okay to buy and it's a full breakdown of everything that's in the product mm-hmm. so one of our mottos is to be as fully transparent as possible, which is another reason why we label our oils the way that we do. Mm-hmm. And not that we have an issue with this, but a lot of companies do get one test and then they just buy the label with that milligram and you don't fully know exactly what is in each bottle. Yeah. Because they're not getting each batch that they're making tested. No, they're just getting the one thing. So as a consumer, if it, if, if it were me and knowing what I know now about this industry, um, what, what I would do is I would check the date on that COA. If that COA is several years old, then I would maybe consider checking out a different brand because, mm-hmm. and I'm not saying buy Caprock family farms, you know, I'm not saying you have to buy our products, but, um, it, 
I, just, I would, as a consumer, I would want to be educated. I want to want to know what I was buying. And the date on that COA is very important. Um, a lot of people don't even look at the COA. They don't even know what it, what that is. But I have, I was using hemp products before I started working here. And I didn't know what a COA was until I started working here. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, not that I never didn't think about it, but I, it wasn't super transparent on the labels of the brands that I was buying. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I, it did cross my mind. Like, do I really know what's in this? Right. Because, I mean, you know, it's, you don't necessarily, once it's a brand, if they don't have a website like, like, like ours, you know, we're a family-run business. Y'all's picture is everywhere. People can put yeah. a face to the name Caprock Family Farms. Yeah, we're not going to sell you something that's going to make you sick or make you... Yeah, yeah. well, and the other thing is people white label too. So, like, just because that brand's name is on the packaging Mm -hmm. doesn't mean that they grew it or even touched that product. Right, right. Well, who grew it? You don't know. Um, That COA will tell you. That COA will tell you who grew it, where it came from. Um, You can trace it all the way back to the field or the facility mm-hmm. that grew it you know the greenhouse the, where, wherever that hemp was was grown mm-hmm. but um, hemp is the type of plant that will soak up everything in its soil um, it is a it's a, little, a literal sponge it it sucks everything out of the soil into the plant so um, you need to know where your hemp was grown it's very very important that somebody did not grow that outside especially if it's not if it's not grown domestically mm-hmm. in the United States I wouldn't I, I wouldn't take it if they gave it to me for free I wouldn't take it if they said here take this for a million dollars I would not because it is not regulated and um, you know they use they use hemp to clean the soil at Chernobyl Mm-hmm. where the nuclear disaster happened in the in you know in the 80s mm-hmm. and they're using hemp to clean that soil and so when that hemp is when that hemp is mature and they chop it down who's to say that they don't sell it mm-hmm. on the mark on the open world market as biomass and then a CBD company out of you know somewhere at, at somewhere even in the US mm-hmm buys it because it's cheap and they can make it their it helps their profit margin and then it makes its way into a bottle and it makes its way onto a shelf and then you unknowingly walk over and you pick it up and it could have heavy metals it can have nuclear waste in it and if they didn't if they didn't keep up with their coa with their third party testing Mm -hmm. and their coa is several years old well there you are you just and you and you may have bought it in a health food store. Yep. Thinking that you're going to go in a health food store and you're because you're going to try to be healthier. You're going to try to take care of yourself a little bit more. And you go to these places, and it's not that store's fault, Mm-mm. you know. But as a consumer, you kind of need to you need to know where your hemp is is I grown, mean, and you need to know where it's coming from, and you need to know what facility made it. You know. I mean, that's the only way that you can fully trust a product. I don't think that. I don't think that people are aware of, you know, it's, it's kind of like how nowadays, you know, you're not going out on a farm and cutting a chicken's head off when you want to eat Chick-fil-A. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> you have no idea where that... cure sh- me of wanting to eat anything. <laughs> Literally, I would be a vegetarian. <laughs> I'd be like, let me grow that. That's all I'm going to eat. Um, no, but so it's it's kind of, we've, we've just removed ourselves from mm-hmm. the, the process. 
And so because you're so far removed, you're not even like aware enough to ask these questions. Well, and then there's the stigma that goes on yeah. with the industry and with the <laughs> plant that goes on top of all of that. Yeah. You know, and then there you are. Nobody's talking about anything. And well, then, and that's you know, the it's, it's a shame thing. because we need to educate people and we can't. You can't tell people anything because that's a medical claim, you know. So anyway, it's it's a challenge, and um, I, I don't know. You did a very very good job Thank at you. keeping us compliant, I guess, on social, social media. media. Yeah. And there are so many things that I wish you weren't I could very happy post. today, but it's okay. <laughs> it's not. It's not the We're end of the world. We'll get back it. in there. Well, and hey, I just deleted the pictures that they asked me to delete, and then I I requested for a review. Yeah. So maybe why don't you talk about what what it was that they flagged? So because like, it wasn't anything bad. No, <laughs> I mean we didn't do anything. I didn't promote sales. I didn't I didn't post a link to anything. It was literally just a. I call it a white box. It's a photo box um, with a white background. And I put two buds in it. And it was from two or three months ago. And I was just showing off um, our lifter crop. Because yeah. it had only been curing for 30 days. But it was like super airtight. And oh, so I know which picture you're talking about. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And so I was really proud of that picture. Brett literally like brought the two buds over here and was like, take a picture of these. These are crazy. Yeah. And I posted it. It was up for eight weeks or more and then today randomly I went on my phone to show somebody something and I get this big old thing that says your account is restricted nobody who doesn't follow you will be able to see your content and then you click on it and it's like the little i button it's like for more information and it it you know brought up the two pictures the other picture so it was that picture with the buds and then the other picture was like a baby plant like, you can't even tell that it's a, a hemp plant at oh, really? all. It's just leaves. see the leaf. Because usually the leaf is like, whoa. Right. Yes. But no, it was like, it was uh, from above and it was like just a little baby bud flower. But mm-hmm. if you're not uh, adapted to seeing what a premature flower looks like, then you, you would never know. Right. Um, so, yeah, it said that you can take those down and then request for a review. And the reason that those broke guidelines is because you're not allowed to have um, Schedule 1 narcotics. Yeah, it's, a, it's a considered a Schedule 1 narcotic. Well, and the funny thing is is that you can't tell a difference looking at a hemp bud versus a marijuana bud. No, you cannot. Unless, I mean... You can, I guess, if you have a trained eye, you can with the plant, right? But you'd have to, you'd have to be in the industry and know what you're looking at. Like, we can't just pull a couple people off the street, and they would not, they wouldn't be able to take one look and go, "That's hemp, and that's marijuana." You know, that would be a fun segment. It really would be kind of like, like kind of just set up in like the Texas Tech free speech <laughs> area. <laughs> oh wait, it's illegal. <laughs> Never mind. You can't do that <laughs> either. There's wait. so well, many you can things. print out a picture, print out you a picture could. of a hemp plant, and then a Say, picture oh. of a marijuana plant. Well, maybe well, maybe that's coming to you soon. Who knows? That's <laughs> a great idea. Got to be real creative around here. Because you do because there's yeah. no other way to market. Yeah, yeah. So if you have any ideas for podcasts or posts or anything like that, please send them Maddie's way. Yeah, and, and we'll do our best to either explain it. Either we'll do it, 
or we'll explain to you why we cannot do do that. (laughs) Yes. Because there are a million rules. And so we just wave our way through through all of that. And here we are. And that's why sometimes we seem not secretive, but. Yeah, I know what you mean. Everybody has an opinion on how we should be doing it and how we should be doing it better, but they don't know the ins and outs. They don't know what these regulations, so that's what we're we're talking about. (laughs) My favorite thing to say to people is, well, how about you show up in my office and try to do my job for a day? There you go. He's like, well, I wouldn't even know where to start. I know. Okay, well, then stop trying to tell me how to do my job. No, you know what they'd say? They'd say, why don't you just take your products and show someone using them? Hmm. I wish. (laughs) Yeah, that would be easy. You can't do that either because that is considered making a medical claim. You're showing that you're showing how how to use use your product and we cannot do that. So, but yeah, it's very interesting though, because, you know, a lot of the regulations are put into place to avoid dangerous situations mm-hmm. whereas to, to protect consumers and mm-hmm. the public yeah. and i feel like it's sometimes doing the opposite yeah in this case it is kind of like we can't even educate people but i don't know if it's because one person ruined it for everybody else or you know you never know but yeah oh like <laughs> why they have like caution hot on the top of every like mcdonald's coffee cup because oh that one lady gosh. poured hot coffee on I herself tell you what, i remember when that happened <laughs> no, i do too I tell you what, I remember thinking, what a Dumbo. Why would you do that? But I don't I don't know the whole story, but she got she got some bank. Mm-hmm. There's a reason why it's on there cuz McDonald's is like never again. Never again is well, someone going to do that to well, us. The funny thing is is that, that was like, the kind of one of the first things yeah. where some, yes. someone sued a company. Sued a company and won. Yeah. You know, I mean I, I mean everybody's going to sue a company, but like well, well and now they just like they just settle, mm-hmm. like because they don't want it public. Just quietly settled out of court. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, but I think you know that's a great example. Is like um, you know McDonald's, Whataburger, Chick Fil A, all these fast food chains have you know they're after the same consumer, mm-hmm. and they kind of run things the same way. Like yes, McDonald's was the only one that got sued for having hot coffee not labeled, but then everybody followed. That yeah, because they're not dummies. They're like, heck yeah, I don't want to be next on the chopping block. Because not everybody has pockets as deep as McDonald's, you know. <laughs> no. If you got, I wouldn't want to get sued by Mm-mm. someone for that. Mm-mm. No, no, no. Well, but it's funny because, you know, like when we're making, okay, huge shout out here because I don't know if anybody else knows that Anna's the one that makes every single label you have anything that says cap rock in your hand or you've ever seen any of our marketing material any of the packaging up there it's all and in her computer hey and i have a new computer it's it cracks me up but i have a gaming computer like my (laughs) kids do and i told and i was like fast and i love it that one's not cutting it well needed something with a big graphics card yes they were like you need this 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 and i went into the I don't the computer store here. Right. Uh, everybody <laughs> has one of those. It might have like a double B. Anyway, <laughs> uh, I went in there and I said, I need this right here. And they're like, all right, cool. Is you getting this for your kid? And I was like, no, oh, that's really? Yeah, they asked me, are you getting that for your son or your kid? And I was like, no, that's for me. And they were like, what? 
I was like, I do a lot of graphic design and I need it. Did you tell them you work with a bunch of 20-year-olds? Yeah, no, I just, had, I just left it at that. Like, I do a lot of graphic design and so, and which I knew nothing about graphic design. Yeah, no, that's three years ago. Nothing. I couldn't tell you how a label was made. I could tell you, oh, I like that product. I like the colors. I like whatever. But I didn't even pay attention to packaging. I didn't pay attention to branding, Mm-mm. labeling, nothing. I just... It was basically a vessel for whatever product I was buying. Yeah. And I never well, even paid attention. And now I'm like looking at the bottom of stuff. I'm like, ooh, they bought that. At I always feel so bad when like I order something from Amazon and then I go to like like a candle, for example. It comes in a cute little box. Yeah. Like a little tissue paper. And then you just throw it away. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I know that they're doing that with our stuff too. I know. I know. But hey, if that tissue paper is green. Yeah. We're good. We're good. Because it was part of the, it the was branding. Part of, it was part of the branding. It was part of the experience of buying something from Cuprock Family Farms. So yes. Exactly. We're, um, the experience is important to us. The quality of whatever product that you buy from us is extremely important to us. So if it gets to you and it is not to your satisfaction, Tell please us call us we want to know we want feedback we want to know i mean we're not traveling with it (laughs) on its journey so if it comes to you and it is not up to your standards please call us and or email us it'll be me or email us if you don't feel like picking up the phone info at caprockfamilyfarms.com like and we'll do our best to make it right we will because that's important it's important to us uh we started really paying attention to uh, our consumer experience now mm-hmm. with other companies. And so I'll order things online or I'll, you know, come across, I'll go and have a great experience in person, you know, at a brick and mortar and mm-hmm. I'll come back and say, Hey, we need to do, we that. need to do this because this made me feel good. Yeah. And it's how, how do you feel when you spent your hard earned money and everything's going up? All prices are ridiculously high for everyone we want that person to feel good about their purchase with Caprock Family Farms. Yeah. And so if I, uh, I know I had an experience where there was something cool that happened like at the end of a transaction when I bought something online oh, and yeah. I was like screenshotting it and I'm sending it to Maddie and I'm like, hey, we need to do this. Like, this is cool. Like, you know. Or the, the map. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. Maddie and her map. So, <laughs> well, <'cause laughs> please look at our map. She's worked you guys. very, very hard on the map on our website. You would think it would be easy to just put a map up on a website and put some dots on it. It's you not. Would, it's not easy. Well, because Zach, Zach was like, we need to have an easy way for consumers to know where they can buy our stuff yeah. that's not online. I was like, that's perfect. Um, so I contacted our website person. And I was like, hey, is there any way to do this? Didn't hear back crickets for like, like weeks. And then... We got a new website person and they were like, yeah, like I'll, I'll get back to you. And nobody at the website company knew how to do it. And so I just went into the you editing. It out. I went into editing and I was like, there's, there's a no widget. There's literally just a widget. This is map. How did nobody know? <laughs> like, I don't understand. I don't know. You would think that all these other companies would have. Maps. maps right like that's like a look, very this is standard buy our stuff. thing to have on a website that's, right yeah, especially with us we don't have a brick and mortar so right. you know and yes we do think about getting a bri- we get asked we get asked that all the time yes it we is, have an entire grow it operation is, yeah so we're a little bit it's on our radar <laughs> it's on our radar trust us we just 
need to clone ourselves. Yeah, literally. If we could have uh, about four Anns uh, and, and Maddie's, four Maddie's and Christina's and yeah. Well, well the boys count too. We'll keep yeah, but we only need one of each of them. <laughs> <laughs> I really don't know if I could handle two all these ga- all these these guy listeners are like, ah, man haters. We're really not. We're just surrounded. No, we appreciate them, them. And we I, appreciate them. I will give them a shout out. We couldn't do this without them. Absolutely. But sometimes <laughs> I question. They're dudes. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. But anyway, so the back to the packaging. The, the packaging packaging is important. It's important, and it is. Believe it or not, it's why you buy something. Like it is. You, you go to the grocery know. store. If you, okay, and this is like a very American thing. Okay, mm-hmm. for people who haven't been outside of the country, you you go to, to a grocery store in America, and it's completely different than going to the grocery store in another country mm-hmm. because we have eighteen different brands of bread. Okay. And they're the exact same product. It's just with a different name on it. And you go to somewhere like Italy or France, and they just have bread. Yeah. It's just bread. (laughs) It's just it's bread, and it's in a completely clear plastic thing with a little zip tie on it. Somebody's grandma made it. Yep. And they were, I don't know. They're not as removed. I mean, think about it, though. The size of a country over in Europe is the size of a state over here. So I understand that, you know, we can't follow the same model. However, it is, in America, the packaging is the most important when you're making, as a consumer, a decision on which which product to buy. Yeah. And we, I mean, we, we go in these, we go in the same stores you go in to look at CBD. Yep. To look at, we go in these smoke shops, we go in the health food stores, we go in wherever you buy our products. We've been in there, we've we've checked it out, we've scoped it out. We know how overwhelming it is yeah. to sit there and look at a whole aisle of CBD and you don't know anything. You just decided that morning to maybe start looking into taking some CBD. So I'm going to go to the store and I'm going to see what this is all about. Yep. Uh, Which one do wow. I choose? How do I narrow that down? Mm-hmm. Packaging. Literally. Well, and the other thing if is... You, well, if you don't have a, a, a sales associate yes. available, right? Right. It's going to narrow it down to packaging. Can that packaging tell that story? Mm-hmm. Of Can it... Packaging gives a sense of trustworthiness, mm-hmm. of wholesful, like wholesomeness, of responsibility. I mean... There's all these things because this is something you're going to ingest. This is something you're going to be putting in your body. So, you know, it, it's it's definitely a choice that a person makes. Well, and so, I think like as a company, to it's your choice on what you put on your packaging, right? So like one of the things that makes us stand out is that we're grown in Texas. Mm-hmm. A lot of companies... A lot of our competing companies can't say that. Right. Um, like when you walk into a local smoke shop here, we're the only local brand. Yeah, we are. Shockingly um, enough. But the thing is, people don't even know to ask that because, like, I mean, we can't advertise. So unless you've already heard of us, <laughs> uh, you no. don't know that we exist. <laughs> There's so. another facet. <laughs> it's I just mean, one thing after another. We don't fit in a box of a regular company. No. And I don't know that we ever really truly will. Maybe yeah. when, maybe when marijuana goes legal federally. Na- federally, maybe. But then, even then, that's still a very unique product. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. But we we 
we want our packaging to tell our story. Um, one of the things, too, is you can trust that our packaging um, uh, goes with all the regulations mm-hmm. um, and that we are compliant by all state laws. And so um, our QR codes are always, uh, I say always, um, there was a time, <laughs> like maybe about six months ago, where we switched websites. And so there was a time where our QR code was the old website, and then it... But I will say that, that I did think learn how to redirect it. This. So if you scan it and it doesn't pop up on the web page, the little yellow thing will yes. tell you what to type in. Yes. Yeah, so, so if, if you, you really want to see it, it's still available. Yeah. So if it scans and it just sits there, just type in what you see in the little yellow box, mm-hmm. and it'll take you right to us. So uh, we Or it's very easy. www.cabrockfamilyfarms.com slash COA. There you go. Yeah, there you go. So um, our QR codes are take you to a current COA. Uh, you can always check the dates on those. Um, if you see that your product is not on that website, you can email us. But it, it's going to be on the website because Maddie's excellent at keeping the, all of that up to date. And um, so you'll always know what is in our products. Um, and it's it's assorted by product as well. So mm-hmm. like if you if you've only ever bought a tincture from us, you don't have to go through all of our COAs. You just click on the oils. Mm-hmm. And you just go down and scroll down and find so what strength you have and the strength. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. And so um, yeah. What else would would be trusted product on there? Hmm. Oh, We're, everybody always asks about our farm. <laughs> <laughs> we were oh, having this yes. conversation earlier. So before, so we're kind of, yeah, we're kind of a puzzle. Yeah, well, before we I started be, working here, I mean, I'm going to be honest, I applied to like 250 jobs that summer, and then I only did research when I got the interview. Uh-huh. So when I got the interview, I realized, oh, okay. Oh, this is a farm. Interesting. Okay. Different type of farm than what I was thinking, but I'll prepare. And then... You know, like it never even crossed my mind to ask to see the plants during the interview because that's a huge red flag. Yeah, probably wouldn't have said anything. <laughs> yeah, well, and not that I wasn't curious, but I was more interested in like getting to know y'all mm-hmm. than, I mean, seeing the plants for the first time was an unbelievable experience. Yeah, that was like, whoa, they're not joking. Mm-hmm. This is this is legit. But it's very funny because, you know, right now we have an application on Indeed for hiring uh, some help for Brett. And I'm thinking a lot of them think, you know, you you hear Caprock Family Farms and you think farm. We're in West Texas. There's a lot of farmland. Mm-hmm. You don't really even go to question, like, what kind of farm it is unless you see the logo. And then maybe it's like, oh, well, those are hemp leaves. Yeah. But it's there. Yeah. It's kind of still kind of subtle. Mm-hmm. That's on purpose too. Yeah, yeah, very, yeah, very much so. Well, and I think that a lot of people aren't fully aware of the fact. You know, we get people calling all the time about the products because that's what it's on our website. And unless you go to the gallery page, you can't really see that we grow everything that we sell. Everything we grow, everything that we sell. So when you buy anything from Cat Park Family Farms, you know exactly who grew it, Brett, and yeah, <laughs> and where it was grown. And where it was tested. And so that that gives you a lot of security or it it would me as a consumer peace of mind mind because 
you know, I'm looking at these people's faces. They're not going to steer you wrong. Like, she used to be a teacher. Yeah, I used to be a teacher. <laughs> Our mothers take this. Our mm-hmm. the, the grandmas and grandpas take this. And so, you know, if we're going to give it to ourselves and our own family, yeah, it's perfect. Well, and my brother has a medical card in Florida, but he still buys our snooze gummies because mm-hmm. he he they're loves them that anything. much. Yeah, they're yeah. better than anything he can get in Florida. I know. I know. We're very, very proud of our products. I mean, rightfully so. We don't want to be like, hey, whatever. But we feel like, you know, this is how parents feel. Yeah. You know, you're like, my kid's the, you know, it's the best. Up. My kid's <laughs> like, look how cute my kid is. You know, yes. you're so proud of, you know, you put a lot of effort into that. And so that's these, these products and these plants are our babies and yep. we nurture them and we, well, you they've know, gone we through lots shortcuts of and phases too. Yeah. We're proud of that. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So back to the farm thing. So, you know, we, we do not work on the on a farm so to speak and (laughs) even when um when people even if we took you to you know our grow our gogger family family farming operation it's not a farm like you think it there's no livestock yeah no it's just a field full of yeah i mean there's barns right you know but it's it holds farm equipment yeah <laughs> like there's no horses no cows like that that's the thing with kyle well, Gogger. Think- you're not if it's a if it has four legs no nah, he's out <laughs> <laughs> he's not a fan because all of those things get out of fences and not one livestock stays in in its enclosure it those i think all of the livestock get together and they're like okay monday through friday let's all stay in here mm-hmm. okay um, you know, like late at night and on the weekends, we're going partying. Yeah. We're going out. Somebody like break through that fence. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, it's never, it never, it happens when you're on vacation in the middle of the night on the weekends. I've Somebody seen it happen. And it's like, hey, your cows are out. I saw your cows two miles away from your. It's like, Kyle's like, oh my gosh. Like, there's he, no way. He and cattle, no. No, he is not a fan. And he'll tell me, I, th- I think he's learned his lesson, and then, you know, he's like, well, you know, man, I think I'm going to. And I'm like, oh, really? Let me remind you what you say in the middle of the night when you're just like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> delighted to have been woken up and yep. by the sheriff or whoever <sighs> called you. Not really. Like, if your cow's out in the road. Well, yeah, because it's. That I mean, could kill someone. Yeah. That's a big deal. You know, you got to go get your dang cow off the road. They're going to call you. They're going to be like, hey, who's whose cow is that they know i don't know i don't know how they know but they know exactly who to call they do so anyway but um our farm is not like what you think of like a regular farm it is we're growing crops so it's row crops and um, things like that so um kyle was actually just on the news last night he was on so the news last night thinking about putting that on our instagram i think you should because we're not just hemp farmers we we do i'm just a hemp farmer <laughs> you are just a hemp farmer but uh we are not but uh what does Zach say? We like to oh, clothe feed, wait, clothe the world, feed the world, and heal the world. Yes, I was like, hmm, has a ring to it. It sounds a little hokey, but okay, it's very true, you know. Well, and it's always interesting because. 
people always like to ask Kyle like what he grows as if it's just going to be like one simple answer. He's like, well, it depends on the time of the year and, oh, and it does. my crop rotation. And last year I grew this. And so this year I have to yes. grow that. And you just have to nod your head and pretend like it's you understand science. what he's saying. You're just like, okay. <laughs> no, uh, <laughs> and then recently you've had, you've learned all about um, farm Farm life, right? Yeah, you learned. Yeah. She's learned about insurance and how federal crop insurance works, and so I mean, you're just getting all kinds of education here, working <laughs> working with us. But uh, she's also learned how to appreciate a storm. Yes, you've yes. never thought. You said the other day, a storm was just a storm to me. Mm-hmm. I it was just like, oh, cool. It's dark. It's gonna rain. But now she looks at it in a different way. That is that storm gonna ruin my day at work yes it yep. might well it, it has time. hail in it so we got hailed out of a lot of our crops in the last week and it's not a very That's fun not. day it's not to watch your bosses just deflate because it's not it's not fun like well i will say that you and kyle handle yourselves extremely well mm-hmm. like th- i know that there have been times where things have been going on in you know Kyle's farm life mm-hmm. that you then don't bring to work here, yeah, because you you know how it, you know that it's affecting y'all enough that it shouldn't affect us because then that will also affect Cabrock. Yeah, well, and there's nothing you can do to change it. Mm-hmm. Nothing you can do about it. I guess so. To, so, I guess that's part of being a farm family too. The boys are this way as well. Like, if you can't control you, it, you there's only so much you can control. Mm-hmm. You know. And yeah, you know, I don't want I don't want to put a percent. I would say ninety percent of the time, but some years it's not even ninety percent. Some <laughs> years it's like ten percent of the time things work out <laughs> right. <laughs> you never really know, but when when Mother Nature and weather mm-hmm. determine everything, yeah, that's a you talk about like that's kind of rolling. That's rolling the dice. That's rolling the dice, baby, and that is a very hard way to live sometimes. And but there's nothing you can do about that cloud. There's nothing you can do about that. You can just pray. <laughs> but working for y'all has like completely altered my perception of things and the way that I go about things. Like when not things just happen. at work, but like in my personal life uh-huh. too. Um, I mean, I used to suffer from like debilitating anxiety. Yeah, like, did not could not get out of bed, did not want to go to school, like just this like this pit in your stomach. Yes. That you're but like, like everywhere yeah. in your body and and now like I've gotten more of control over not like not telling control that over feeling, your life. Yeah. But I know but, what you mean. But being able to be like, well, there's no reason to be anxious about that because there's nothing I can do. There's not. There's so many that's life too. Yeah. I don't know. But you gotta think, you know, you could be my daughter. Like, mm-hmm. we're, you know, I would say 30 years older than you. Probably. I don't no, know how many. No, not, no. No? No. Christina's like, no, Ann. Do, no, you're exactly 26 years older than me because my mom was 25 when she had me. Yeah. And you're a year older. There you go. Okay. So, um, yeah. I don't know. It's not my first rodeo. Yeah. You know? And so, there's a lot in life you can't control that you used to let, you used to get worked you. up over, you right. know, but... In the scheme of things, is it worth ruining just any kind of... You can squeeze out joy out of anything. Yeah. You absolutely can. So you should always try. You yes. just Like, it's good for your psyche and your... Just for 
your mental health. Well, like the other day I when Luke was all bummed about, uh, you know, how it, how the bills went in the Senate. And I was yeah. like, well, the good news is. Yeah, you see? <laughs> you know, like, we need a little bit of sunshine you sometimes. Gotta, <laughs> you got to find it there somewhere because things, things are not going to work your way all the time. Well, no matter they, what business you're even in. Even if they, if they did, then you wouldn't. It's like, you know, that cheesy saying, like, there are no highs without the lows. Like, yeah, you, you wouldn't true. know how good you have it unless occasionally it was bad. Yeah. Yeah. You just surround yourself with good people and keep trucking. Mm. I don't know. It's the journey too. You can be able to like you can be able to say, "Hey, you remember when we were there? Oh, yeah. we want to go there again." You know. Well, it's <laughs> or you remember when we were here? We had such a great time and it was wonderful. And you know, I don't know. I just think that is something you can control. You can't yes. control your reaction to things. Mm-hmm. You can't control the things that happen, but you can't control how you react to that. So. Well, you can choose which angle you look at things, which mm-hmm. is like a big thing that I think has drastically changed in my life over the last few months is that you naturally have like an instinctual way to view things, mm-hmm. but then you can train yourself to see the other side. Mm-hmm. And I've been working on that just like yeah. not letting and it takes experience, things, I think. Yeah. It just takes like, you know, well, and Luke and I were having a conversation, like, his friends will say, I had a bad day at work, and he'll he'll ask them what happened, and then he'll compare it to his bad day at work, and, and he'll like, be like, oh, get out never of mind, <laughs> that wasn't even a bad day. <laughs> like, that's nothing. Like, what are you mad about? Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. But, uh, we have, being around a farm family is, it's definitely different. I would say because we have a different way of. Well, y'all are unique existing. in many ways, not know. just being the farm family yeah. that you are. Like I don't know that nobody else would be able to say that they're going to go see Pink in concert with their mom and their boss. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> we're, we're going in <laughs> September. We're excited about that. Yeah, like, little birthday. Um, yeah. So, um, which brings us to a point we said we were going to talk about oh. about how hard it is for you to portray all of us because mm-hmm. yes the four of us are very different as a family yes <laughs> yes I w- yeah I, I don't know if we've ever like met anyone that's like us but um there are people like us i'm sure i don't know we're mm. i don't know similar. Anyway. similar similar yeah but um uh learning how to market us mm-hmm. as a whole Okay. Oh, our interview is here. Yeah, our interview is here. So, yeah. Um, we might cut this short or not. Yeah. Or what? What do you want to do? What do you want to do, Miss Podcast Girl? We'll cut it. We'll cut it here and we'll come back for yeah, part two. Yeah, we'll come back two. and we'll tell you what the interview was all about, maybe. We'll see. Yeah. We could do a part two. Yeah, we'll do a part two and we'll cut it off. So, this is episode 16, part one. Thanks for watching. Yeah. We hope you learned some stuff and we'll see you next time. All right. Bye. Bye.